Insightful Podcasts by Informative Hosts. Insights into Things, a podcast network. Welcome to Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Your hosts, Joseph and Michelle Whalen, a husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics, are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom. Welcome to Insights into Entertainment. This is episode 25, San Diego Comic-Con special. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my beautiful and entertaining co-host, Michelle Whalen. Hello, love. So this week is a double episode week. It just feels like we did episode 24. We we were just here for episode 24. Uh, we just we had too much to uh, to talk about for San Diego Comic Con that right. we had to break it into a separate episode. Yeah. So without further ado, shall we get right into it? Sure, let's do it. So we have uh, a boatload of information came out on Marvel. Uh, and their phase four plans. Why don't you take us into that? Sure. So obviously, I think the the biggest takeaway um, was phase four being released, but also how much how crucial Disney Plus, their streaming service, was actually going to play as as part of this as well. Um, so it was last Saturday that the presentation was done, and what they basically said was that the Marvel TV series would share the same worlds of the cinematic universe, but it basically made it clear that Disney plus having a subscription was really kind of going to, was going to be essential for keeping current on the different narratives of what you were going to see in the theater. Right. Um, So as an example, when Dr. Strange uh, in the multiverse of madness hits in May of 2021, you'll see Dr. Strange. He'll be joined by fellow Avenger Scarlet Witch. But to understand how she got there, you're going to need to watch the Disney Plus original WandaVision, which is going to be coming out spring of 2020. So it's kind of like, all right, well, if you want to see the movie, you need to at least watch this first or know about it to understand what what is happening. Um, then likewise, uh, if you're going to want to watch the new show about Loki, you're going to need to rewatch Avengers Endgame for a blink and miss moment that explains Loki's return after his demise in Infinity Wars. Um, then you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming uh, another series coming um, where they're basically taking on um, the villain from Captain America Civil War. Then, of course, you have um, Hawkeye, who's going to be doing a standalone film, be, uh, a standalone series, actually, which is based with um, his family um, and the saga of, of how that uh, moves on. 
Um, then obviously there's the different theatrical release releases that they talked about. So you have Black Panther, you have Captain Marvel, Gardens of the Ga- Galaxy, which are all part of the next eight films dated through 2022. Um, and then they threw in some unusual uh, aspects. Um, so there's um, the internals, um, which is a trippy Jack Kirby comic series about a 35,000 year old alien uh, alien beings. So it's you know something kind of different that Marvel hasn't done. Um, Selma Hayek is actually going to be the lead in that. Um, first time for a Hispanic woman to be the lead of a, a Marvel uh, movie. Very cool. Um, and one of the things that kind of everybody got all excited about was um, Angelina Jolie was announced as a final member of the cast. Yeah. So everybody, when she came out, uh, everybody you know went crazy, and you know she said how excited she was to to be there. Um, and that is currently slated for. Uh, 2020, uh, November. Um, so then you have, you know, again, you have the, um, the Doctor Strange stuff. And as I think we had mentioned it before, um, that they're looking at doing it as a darker movie where it's actually going to be kind of the first horror movie from the MCU. So that's kind of, kind of interesting and different. And that'll be May, 2021. Um, then they have the Shang-Chi um, and the Legends of the Ten Rings, which, again, is another on-brand you know on brand Marvel offering um, that's of the Asian uh, characters. And, again, something new that, you And we'll know, actually finally get to see the real Mandarin, not the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Right, right. So, you know, so that'll... So you have, you know, that whole thing. And then, of course, they did you know, bring out their, their normal, uh, uh, Marvel celebrities during the, the presentation. So Scarlett Johansson came out obviously talking about black widow and her series, which, uh, they're saying is, is the prequel obviously. And they were saying it was kind of going to be like the born, the Jason born, uh, series yeah, of movies. It yeah. was kind of going to have that feel to it. Um, Chris Helmsworth will be returning in the fourth Thor titled Love and Thunder. Um, and Natalie Portman is going to be back playing the female version of Thor. So that got a, a big you know round of applause that she was going to be back. Well, and that was actually kind of surprising considering mm-hmm. when, when she departed the Marvel Universe... Uh, she had kind of left on bad terms. Mm, okay. Uh, she had she had basically bad mouthed the company and how it was treating its talent and stuff okay. like that. Uh, <clears throat> so it was kind of strange to actually see, like, if if you're gonna follow the comics, um, you have to have that character mm-hmm. take over as Thor, right? But it was kind of interesting that they brought the actors back in to play the character. Right, because in so many cases they bring in, you know, replacements and, and right, from time right. to time. And you're also going to see, um, uh, who was Val- uh, Valkyrie? Uh, uh, Tessa Thompson. Yes, who was going to take on the first LGBT 
character right. in a Marvel mm-hmm. uh, series, too, yeah. which was a, a great breakthrough. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, and then in, you know, the final thing that they kind of revealed of, of the day was that Oscar winner Mahershala, Mahershala Ali was going to be joining the family of Marvel characters in the reboot of Blade. Um, so that was kind of big, exciting news, because I guess they've been kind of hinting about Blade being redone, right. um, but not really talking a whole lot of, about it. Um, and then um, the president of, of Marvel also alluded, yeah. um, saying that because of now Disney acquiring 20th Century Fox, that now Fantastic Four and the mutants of X-Men are going to finally be able to join the Marvel family, you know, since they've been kind of and, separated. You know, I heard that, and I couldn't help but wonder, oh, great, they're going to reboot X-Men again. <laughs> right. That's basically been rebooted twice now, three right. times Right, I've now. lost track of how many times. You know, they've rebooted Fantastic Four twice. They've uh-huh. rebooted X-Men twice. Right. And they've done, you know, offshoots of... of right, with X-Men, I really don't see you having to... To reboot it, you no. know, it's it's kind of well and has they, with, its own following. With, with X Men First Class, they rebooted it and they and they sort of set the timeline back, right? So that you have the younger cast right. versus the older, you know, but the, the older one. The trouble they're going to have there is who's going to replace Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine? You can't. You, you can't. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it's it's just he, he is Wolverine. Good, yeah. Good luck trying to replace him. Yeah. In that so. Role. So it'll be interesting to see. So, you know, they, they definitely, you know, put a, a lot out there. Um, you know, again, you know, it, it, it's it's setting the stage for Disney Plus, obviously. You know, it's not just going to be, hey, we got some cool, you know, uh, shows that are going to be playing. It's now, well, if you're going to want to go see this next thing and understand what happened, you know, you're going to... Well, and that's the thing that concerns me is that they're placing a dependency on mm-hmm. this subs- this subscription service. Right. Which, it's Disney. And mm, you know they're going to take advantage of it. <laughs> so they, they're coming out with it as, what, six bucks or seven bucks Seven dollars, yeah. Right, so it's seven dollars to start until the movies come out. And then right. they're going to start gonna go creeping to? that price well, and, up and that- every year... And in order to, to stay in tune with the shows, right. that you, the movies that you want to watch, you, they're basically going to extort you into paying for the service now. Or you you don't do it and you find somebody that wrote did a write up online or did a podcast online, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And, you know, and you do it that way and then you don't have to spend your $12 a month. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly ways around it, but mm-hmm. I look at how they had the tie-ins between uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. and the Avengers series. Right. And the earlier seasons where you saw direct tie-ins with the first Avengers movie, then you saw it with um, Winter Soldier, with the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. Okay, right. And they were done in such a way that if you didn't watch the series, the movies made sense. Right. And if you didn't watch the movies, the series had enough narrative in them so that yeah. they were they yeah. stood independent mm-hmm. of each yeah. other. Yeah, you didn't need to watch 
both to to understand. And no, it, and I get it, it sounds like they're going to go a different direction no. now to we'll to generate that dependency on the on the subscription service. Mm-hmm. So. Very cool. So mm-hmm. I think we'll move on to our winners and losers. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. So who are our big winners that came out of San Diego Comic-Con? So one of the articles that I found, um, basically, you know, there's so much that goes on at Comic-Con that, you know, you could take a whole week just to, you know, digest it all. Um, so this was one that just kind of like had a, a short list. Um, so their top winner was The Expanse, which, of course, Yay. <laughs> I knew that would be something uh, that you would, uh, you would love. Um, so basically, this was where um, The Expanse really didn't have a presence last year at Comic-Con because they really didn't know what was going on with them. Now, you know, they have a new home, Amazon Prime, you know, picked them up. So now there was so much stuff coming out about it. Um, the new trailer got released, which... I haven't seen it. I have to watch it. Okay. Well, I didn't know if we wanted to watch it, but that's fine. We can watch it, you know, when we're done. Um, and, you know, kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of, of, of what it's like. And obviously, with the trailer, we got the release date of the new series, which is December 13th. So not that far away um, at all. Um, And what was cool was there were other things that came out, um, different things, you know, from the cast and the crew. And, you know, it kind of has a different feel to it because... The previous seasons were based upon, you know, the residents of Earth and Mars and the belt and and the tensions between them. Now it's, um, you know, they're they're on new Terra and the whole colonizing of of that and the the problems that uh, that are occurring and and the conflict. So, you know, it's a lot of the same, but, you know, kind of different and just everybody was just so excited to to be back. Um, so they were they were definitely one of the things uh, that a lot so of people. Do we, we want to watch it? If you want to watch it, it's entirely up to you. I know you want to watch it. Do we have it here in the link? I think so. It's uh, somewhere. I think this is it here. Hang okay. On. Yeah, that's it. What did you see out there? It's hard to put into words. Whatever happens, we'll deal with it together. Holy shit. That answers your question.
Okay, well, potty mouth there. Gee, <laughs> well, I, didn't know that. I, meant, I meant to warn you. <laughs> Give me a heads up on that one, but okay. Sorry, I forgot. Um, but one of the interesting articles talked about how, you know, again, they're trying to stay very true to the the books. Um, well, and, and, and having read the books and seen those scenes, the, it there makes was, sense to there you. There was a lot of things that were in the book there that makes sense. Okay, well that's good because I didn't read anything, but that was one of the things that they kind of brought up uh, during one of the panels, not saying it, but kind of alluding to it because of the whole Game of Thrones thing. Now we aren't fans of Game of Thrones; we never watched it, but from what I had heard that you know the the finale and you know what was in the books and what was in the show you know at the end was very different and you had fans that were very upset so they kind of alluded hey is it gonna be like the books and they said yes we're trying to stay as true to it but what was interesting was the character of bobby the martian she's actually not in the third book at all but she is in the third season and they they wrote her in and they were saying that, you know, they obviously took liberties and, and kind of figured out how to kind of put her in as Bobby the Martian and not Barbie, uh, uh, Bobby the the Marine. You know, she she has a more humanistic well, and that's quality in this in the season. next book. That's how she's portrayed, right? So I guess it's kind of like a prequel to. Right. So they're they're bringing her in earlier, but they're bringing her in. It seems like in the same context that she was in mm-hmm. to provide. And, I, and I'm curious how she's going to interact with the crew mm-hmm. uh, because it's the the book itself um, had very clear lines of delineation with the crew because the crew wind up being geographically separated for the duration of the book. Okay. So I'm curious who she winds up with okay. and how she influences it. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, so that was definitely a, a top winner. Uh, another winner was a Netflix TV show called The Witcher, um, which I believe is... Is it based on the game? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, uh, basically, they said, uh, you know, from previews, they weren't really quite sure because... Um, uh, Henry Cavill is wearing like this this wig that makes him kind of look silly. Oh wait, he's but, Superman. He can't. I know. He can't well, he movie. he's in this. Um, you know. But they said once they actually saw the trailer for that, it looked badass and like it was better than they you know had hoped uh, for it. Um, then it seemed like um, horror finally was was coming into its own as well because there are two Halloween movies that are coming that um, from the reboot of the Halloween series and they're kind of like back to back movies. Okay. So that was a big thing. Um, there was a, a panel uh, that was done that focused on like special effects. So that had like a, a big following, and plus you have Blade coming out, which that's you know there's your horror movie, you know, right there. Um, then of course they were excited about, as we had mentioned with the Marvel uh, stuff, you know the uh, a lot of the um, the heavyweights are, are coming back, and you know Natalie Portman, and then you have you know Blade and and. You know, that whole aspect was was a very positive. 
And then their next thing that they were definitely seeing as a winner was Star Trek. Um, They had a whole bunch of different Star Trek things coming out. And one of, you know, the coolest things that people got excited about was Star Trek Picard. Yep. Um, and that looks that looks good so and, far. And that you know when that trailer came out, it was like what you know that was just cool. And the different cameos you know by original cast members from Star Trek Generation and yeah. and uh, you know and and that uh, error of of Star Trek was just. Very cool. Um, and again, that's on CBS All Access, so that's another, you which, know... Which we don't subscribe which to. Which we don't, and it's like, oh, now what do we do? Well, and I won't just for Star Trek. Right, right. Because I totally disagree with the route that they went with that. Right, exactly. But, you know, so if anybody has it and, you know, you're, you're into it, let us know how it is because it looks looks really good. Um And then, of course, you know, there were the losers where, you know, Game of Thrones, there was a a bunch of stuff that I guess they had a couple of panels that they were supposed to have and things didn't go right with it. Um, Then I guess Watchmen. And the one thing that I I saw was that the, the panel that they did have, the one they didn't have was the writer's panel. Mm -hmm. And it was, there was a scheduling conflict. They did have a panel with some of the actors. Mm Mm-hmm. And they booed the actors mm. because they were fans were upset over right. the show. And really, it's not the show, right? It's not the actors who who. No, it's it. not. It it would it be was, the writers and. Well, and it was the writers for reasons outside of your typical reason. Right. It wasn't that they didn't do a good job. They, first of all, they cut the season in half, right? Because there was another project that the writers were going to work on, mm-hmm. so they wanted to get it over with, right? Plus. They had gotten ahead of the books. Mm-hmm. They now they had worked hand in hand with uh, uh, was it George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. the author, right? Um, and they they got a feeling from him on how things were supposed to go, and they tried to you know keep that in the script, right? Right. But they didn't have the books as a guide, and and they rushed through it, mm-hmm. and apparently it had the effect. You know, yeah. There were how many seasons of. Game of Thrones and five seasons or eight seasons or whatever, right? Leading up to this big climax that was that, completed in two episodes, right? Right. Uh, so a lot of people felt cheated and mm-hmm. justifiably so. But you know, when the writers didn't show up to answer for that, right. they wound up taking their ire out on the cast, on somebody else, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so another was it looked like um, the Watchmen was actually supposed to be a big anticipation um hbo is doing um uh the hbo max new service and so this was going to be a new series on it basically hoping to pick up where game of thrones kind of left off and that you know they said while the trailer looked great none of the cast or the crew were there and it just kind of was like eh, yeah here it is hope you watch it um Another thing that they were talking about was that um, it was San Diego Comic-Con's 50th anniversary, but yet really not much talk about it. You know, like you would have thought, oh, my God, it's the 50th. We, you know, do something big and, you know, over the top. And really, there wasn't anything. It was like, oh, by the way, it's our 50th anniversary type thing. Um, Then there were a couple of other... uh, uh, 
shows where um, that, you know, are getting ready to end. Uh, one of the CW shows, Arrow, um, and they kind of had, you know, also another little eh, type, you know, th- thing where people were like, oh, this is going to be the last season, going to kind of come out with a bang. And they kind of didn't. We're on the reverse um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who they're currently in season seven. They're going to be doing one more season eight, but this was basically their last Comic-Con, and they kind of went out with a bang. So it's like you have, you know, one show that does it right, and then you had this other one that was just kind of like, So we can't talk Comic-Con losers without talking cats. (laughs) And this was definitely the... Most disturbing video I think I've ever seen. Disturbing the most... Like, people that were there were kind of like... Why is this even... It, it, it was so bad, it almost looked like it was a parody video. Yeah, it really did. And I was kind of disappointed because a couple days before the actual trailer dropped, they dropped a making of trailer. Um, so you got to see the different cast members being interviewed, just quick little interview bites. You got to see the dancers performing and you got to see, you know, it it was the raw footage of everything. And then you're like, oh my God, that that looks good. You got, you know, Jennifer Hudson and you got um, Taylor Swift and you got this one and you got this one and, oh wow, this is really going to look cool. And, you know, you didn't really see a lot of the background. You know, again, it was was all rehearsal type stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. And then you hear that the cast is going to be CGI kind of to look like cats. And you're like... What? And then the trailer drops. And you come to the conclusion and that you're like, just because you can do something technologically doesn't mean you should. And it's the creepiest looking yeah. thing ever. <laughs> like, the sets look beautiful. I think they look... Now, I saw Cats... 30-something uh, years ago. Uh, yeah, almost 30 years ago. Now, that, that, on was Broadway. One of the, that was one of the big questions that came out of this. Is this based on the musical, or is this some kind of offshoot? Because they never really answered that. No, I think it, I think it's based off of... Well, the musical itself is based off of T.S. Eliot's writings. Right. And it's, like, kind of short stories. And, you know, so it's individual little stories kind of put together. You know, each cat kind of has a little thing, and some some of the cats intertwine, some of them don't. Intertwine. I and, like what you did there. <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't even plan it. That's how awesome I am. Um, that's how entertaining I am. Um, so, you know, so some of the songs sounded familiar when I, okay. you know, I saw... The, the trailer. Um, but again, you're talking about a Broadway show that, you know, only has one stage and it really didn't change the set all that much where here you have, you know, the cats walking the alley and they go into some, you know, a house and, you know, and it was interesting because everything's to, to you know, to scale. So the actors are the height of what cats are. So, you know, the door is, you right. know, much bigger and that looked really cool. But the fact that 
all the people are their faces are yeah. CGI'd and their fur is CGI. That's just it, like what's the value of getting a Taylor Swift mm-hmm. if you're going to stick CGI over top of her and you're, she's not even going to be recognizable because she was not at all recognizable. Right now, some some of the characters they were they did look you know like their character, but again, you know. Why not just put him in a costume? Because exactly. that was what was good enough for Broadway. So it was just. It was not. You had to. Wa- you watched it just because it was a train wreck, really? You know? So I'm sure people are going to go to see it because of the music of because it. Because people like to watch. They can't help but look at car yeah, wrecks on the road. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, you know, but if it's something where, you know, you can't get to Broadway. You've never been able to get to Broadway, and you want to see a a Broadway show of a bunch of fairy mutants on TV. Yeah, or on screen. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it was just very <clears throat> very odd. And like I said, and and like we you know we talked about everybody that it was like, why is this here? It yeah. just doesn't seem, <laughs> seem normal. So yeah, so that was like the top highlights of uh um of uh, uh the show overall um then another link that we'll we'll obviously share was um it was the handy dandy list of everything in one place um and it was links you know it had it broken down um by television um and again it it talked about you know agents of shield like we just said and how um you know they had an emotional panel you know basically you know they knew the end was was near you know that they were only doing one more season afterwards you know so they had a couple of different stories about that um then it talked about you know um some things that, you know, weren't as positive where, you know, like the new Batwoman, you know, they're not really it that didn't really seem to have a a, a very positive feel to it yet. They're kinda like, eh, it was kind of mediocre. Um and then obviously uh Well, and I think the thing with the bat the whole thing with Batwoman, which is unfortunate, was so much emphasis was put on you know her her gender identity and, and, right. and her sexual preference that it's completely overshadowed anything right. else with the show at this point right and it didn't need to be it right. could have just been you know like let the show happen and then have it you know right show or, up. or let it show up in the show and let right. it, let it let, let it, it become a part of let the it show be, you know and show me how it's relevant in the course right. of the storytelling right um, you know, so they had that. Then obviously, you know, Marvel with Disney Plus. Uh, then they had, you know, The Flash with season six. Then you had um, uh, Justice League or Young Justice coming out. So you had, you know, some animated uh, information. Then Supergirl changes coming with new cast for their fifth season. Um, Then they had a whole section of just the science fiction and fantasy. So a whole bunch of different things popping up on the expanse. Um, Because again, everybody was just so excited about that. Then things about Westworld. Um, Then uh, the Witcher, like we had talked about Um, dark crystal 
Age of the Resistance, which will be coming uh, to Netflix uh, from the Jim Henson Company. So there were a bunch of different things um, about that. Then we had, uh, again, there were a couple of different things, you know, about Game of Thrones and (laughs) what happened or didn't happen that should have happened at Comic-Con. Preacher, uh, another, uh, they had the trailer for that, which is going to be in its final season as well. Then again, a whole bunch of Star Trek uh, stuff that that came out between the, the Picard trailer and then some other little shorts that they're going to do um, the new trailer for um, walking dead was premiered also. And you know where, how that's going to kind of change uh, the there new was, season. Wasn't there talk about the uh, Rick Grimes movie and, as right, well? The, the movie, <coughs> excuse me, the new movie um, and, and what direction, you know, that was taking obviously what we talked about uh, in our earlier podcast about the Orville moving to Hulu. So, uh, you know, they talk about, uh, that here, uh, dark crystal. Um, did I say dark crystal before? Dark crystal, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Cause again, so, they, they kind of list like so all of this, everything and anything. All of the summary is hosted up on Gizmodo. Mm-hmm. So we'll have the link in the show notes and in the credits for the show here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're interested in digging into more detail on any of that stuff, we'll make that information available. Okay. And I think that was all we had, which, again, was another 30 minutes of content, which I'm <laughs> glad we didn't try and cram into the last podcast. See, I told you. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check this one out and episode 24. Both should be going live Monday at 8. We'll be streaming the, streaming them on Twitch tomorrow night. Um, check it out on the website at www.insightsintothings.com. Uh, where can they hit us on Facebook? Uh, Facebook.com backslash uh, Insights Into Things podcast. And you can get the audio versions at podcast.insightsintoentertainment.com. And I think that's everything. That is it. Another one in the books. All righty. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to everyone next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.